Yeah, very mouth sound heavy today. I missed that. Hello, and welcome to the Zero Stars Podcast, a podcast about video games and Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Bob. My name is Matt. And we're going to talk about video games. But first, we're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, which we played together for the first time. Yeah, it was my first time. Was it your first time? It was not my first time in a dungeon. But we played together for the first time. Yes, it was our first time. It wasn't your first time in a dungeon? No, I've been there before. Okay. Dungeon diving. Yep. How was it? <laughs> I had a I had a wonderful time. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. It was um it was kind of ecstatic insofar as that like I rode a high from it for the rest of the day. <laughs> You're still fired up. Yeah, it was I mean, are you not? Oh yeah, I, I, it was better than I ever anticipated it would go. It was, given that you were a first time DM and yeah. uh it's been many 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 years since I've done it. Yeah, were you worried that I wouldn't be a good DM? Uh, it was less that I was worried you wouldn't be a good DM, and more that I thought that it would be something you would have to, like, countless things in life, get better at. That's what I still hope I will. Yes. <laughs> I hope oh. I didn't plateau. <laughs> yeah, this is the end. This was, I mean, that's kind of this podcast, right? Like, we started at 100. Yeah. <laughs> There's just nowhere to go. Some of those early episodes are really good. Yeah. I really like Extradition from Lavender Town. That's one of my favorites. I think so that's as... in like the 30s, though. I oh, think that's okay. actually a pretty late episode. As right. Like a Monkey is a strong like one, Like a too. Monkey is the canonical example of one that we think is really good, and then we show it to people, and they are <laughs> less than enthused. <laughs> but that's just because they don't understand the relationship that we have with Dave Matthews. That's true. Dave Matthews Rickert, as I like to call him. Yes, a father figure to you. Yeah. <laughs> and your own father agrees. He's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like Dungeons and Dragons, turns out that holds up. Yeah. In fact, one of our first podcast titles was, uh, Dungeons Adjacent to Dragons. I don't remember what that was about. We didn't talk about D&D at all in it. I think it was just, it just came up tangentially. But yeah, it was, uh, that was basically some foreshadowing, I guess. Yes. Eventually we've been planting clues in all the other episodes. And if you listen to those, you could realize that this episode would happen, yeah. which really isn't that interesting to go figure out now. But there should be a, a flashback in this section where you just piece together every time that we say dungeons or dragons, which is super easy to do because I actually type out transcripts of all of our episodes. Yeah, those are for anybody who is hearing impaired and can be found on our website. Yeah, we care deeply about accessibility and I'm willing to devote all of my time to it. Except they are hidden in the HTML of the website, so you have to go looking for them. Yes, they are all actually invisible text, so a screen reader can see them, but a human cannot. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, Dungeons & Dragons is a ton of fun. It's a... I was very nervous because being a DM and never having played Dungeons and Dragons before, I felt at first a little bit like I was studying for a test (laughs) because there was all of this information that I had to sort of memorize and learn how systems engaged each other and et cetera, et cetera. And it really wasn't until halfway through the week because I had a week to prepare for this. It was about halfway through the week that something clicked for me and I kind of understood like, oh God. 
There are no rules. <laughs> yes, you become Neo in the Matrix, and yeah. the spoon bends, and then you're just free. Yeah, and that moment came when I decided we were trying to figure out a way to nerf the adventure a little bit because there's only two player characters and one DM, and it was an adventure built for four to five. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, this might be a little tough. Also, you guys are both playing, as you refer to them, as soft boys. <laughs> yeah, we are... The liberal arts students of the D and D realm and of Earth, <laughs> a bard and a kind of shifty halfling. Yeah, halfling rogue. Halfling rogue. Um, you both are light on HP, so I had to find a way to to nerf it a bit. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just like reduce the number of enemies. And then I was like, what if I gave them a badger friend? Yes, and, <laughs> and that so was a great move. I invented a giant badger that would accompany you guys on your quest, and he has become, I would say, the mascot. I would say that he adventures. is the true hero. <laughs> like at the end of this, when there is the, you know, how they have that uh, Star Wars at the end of the first one. They yeah, have the, the, the medal ceremony. Yes. Uh, he, unlike Chewbacca, who is viewed as an equal in that medal ceremony, <laughs> he will get an award and we will all stand by and clap. <laughs> it is, yeah, it was when, the moment when I realized that like the game, the game has rules, but the important thing is to just play and tell a story that I think it clicked for me because I yeah. was getting overwhelmed by the way the ways in which everything could go wrong and instead i needed to be thinking about all the ways in which things could go right because your job as the dm is to only make things go right and they can go wrong but they have to go wrong in the right way they have to go wrong in a way that never dead ends mm -hmm. which is how real life goes right and ideally doesn't slow the game significantly right and maybe we shouldn't even be calling it a game let me know if you think this is too much but there's some aspect of it that like doesn't feel like a game to me it feels like play without a game i think it is a game in the same sense that people who do improv refer to improv scenarios as games Oh, I didn't know that people did that. That makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah. Yes, it is very close it is. to improv. It is improv. Um, so we have started an improv troupe. Yes, and we hope that you will all come and <laughs> yell out some suggestions, hopefully involving badgers, because we are very committed to this badger Actually, concept. In, of the, in the various people that I talked to about, about playing D&D &D over the course of the past 24 hours, which numbers around four or five... Um, it had a profound effect on you, I think. It really did. Uh, one person did say, like, I don't know if I want to play, but could I, like, watch? I, I don't know if I'm open to that I said I was not. Uh, I said that, that, was, that that's not quite fair. If they would like to play, though, they are welcome. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's what I said. And I listener, think if you would like to play, please send an email <laughs> to podcast at zerostars.co. You can play along at home. Kind yes. of. We'll just, it'll be like chess from afar. We'll update you on our adventures and you can tell us about your adventures. And then if you're ever in Chicago at some point and want to drop in, your character and our characters could meet yeah. in a, some, some town. Matt will devote his life Trace Italian style. <laughs> so if you just write in, Matt has the whole world mapped out in his head and you just say where you're starting, what you're doing, and Matt will respond with what happens next. I actually have a shocking amount of this mapped out in my head and it's like kind of disturbing because it's taking up a lot of my creative energy. <laughs> so this could, a little be dark. The, could be the end of my writing career. Or maybe but, the beginning maybe, of a yeah. new writing career where you just write things for the Forbidden Realms or Forgotten Realms. I don't want to write Forgotten Realms stuff though. I want to write like... I would really like to be able to take this into a more earthbound style style direction. See, I but I like the the medieval. Trappings. I know you do. Oh no, I'm not going to do that to you. But like <laughs> this, that would be my my wish would be to take yeah. it into a slightly more like fantastical, but like low fantasy as opposed to high fantasy. Yeah. 
that's like more my thing. So I'm looking forward to introducing <laughs> to abandoning this group <laughs> and finding my my own like yeah Ness and Paul uh, and uh, Pooh and I forgot the last dog. one's name and dog. <laughs> dog of your own naming yeah <laughs> um earthbound was cool I, I need to get back to that game in earthbound my favorite like when you know how it asks you to name your favorite thing yeah guess what mine was dogs no pasta <laughs> <laughs> i always put pasta that's such a good answer yeah uh i love pasta man. i think it also asked you for your favorite food for which i would also put pasta yeah just knock both of those down yeah. uh cool game great game D D and earthbound yes what was what was your experience i mean i talked a little bit about what it was like as a dm but what was your experience as a player character like uh it was good it's one of those strange things where i've wanted to play dnd i played dnd when i was much much younger right and i'd wanted to do it again for quite a while um and it takes a little bit of time to get back into that headspace which i assume is what it's like to be a skilled improviser or to be a child, really, it seems. Yeah, where you're just kind of accepting other people's inputs. Uh, and then you're playing a character role, but you're also just sort of responding in that role, right? To whatever other people are doing. Mm-hmm. And that's difficult to do. And it's something that I'm particularly bad at. Like, my way of thinking is kind of rigid in a way that doesn't lend itself to improv. I've discovered mm-hmm. in multiple attempts to improvise. <laughs> Have uh, you you've tried improv comedy? Yeah, well, I've done I did things in like college and stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. And I'm bad at it. Okay. Just because I I don't I don't give at all. I'm like this unburn <laughs> unbending <laughs> wall. I'm just like, no, this is a dumb idea. <laughs> you are not generous in no, that way. I am not. Uh, which I want to get better at. So this is actually a nice way for me to do that. Yeah, I'm sure that this will also improve your lovemaking skills significantly. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Improvisation. <laughs> <laughs> and the ability to picture to myself be... as a halfling. <laughs> a generous improvisational halfling. <laughs> what it's a interesting rogue. that you as a very tall as a very tall man I decided tall. that you wanted to be a short man. This is the nature of fantasy. That's true. I already I would definitely like role play as a female character if I were to play this game. Really? Yeah. That that feels difficult. Why? It's just there it's very outside of my own experience. Yeah, but that's the point of role playing. Yeah, and not you're not yeah. wrong. Yeah. I mean it's like don't you always role play as a female character in like Dark Souls and et cetera? Yeah, I'll, I'll like make player characters of both genders, but yeah, very often I'll make female player characters. Yeah. I always I always enjoy playing as female characters in games. Yeah. It's like um even in I was thinking about this when I played like when I was playing Overwatch or when I play um a game that we're going to talk about later, I realized that I just happened to always play as the female characters. I feel like I've generally done it because uh, it happens so rarely in video games that it's like, if you're going to give me the option, generally I'll be like, oh, cool. This balances out that all the other dudes in video games are dudes. Mm. You know what I mean? So I just kind of take that option. Because you enjoy the representation? I just sort of enjoy that it makes sense for it to be an option mm-hmm. um, more than I've ever really thought deeply about it. I think about that a lot um, because I enjoy it so much. Mm. But um, yeah, so D&D. Did you have other notes? Did you have any critiques for me? <laughs> yeah, I have extensive notes, which I'll provide <laughs> later because I'm unbending. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really awesome. And uh, it capped off a game, a week of incredible gaming for me. It did. Uh, which I think we should talk about in the news hour. 
All right, release the news. Um, so on Monday of this week, Respawn, friend of the show, Respawn Entertainment, or whatever they're called. <laughs> Winner of the coveted uh, 2017 Game of the Year Award. Yes. Zero Stars Game of the Year Award, yes. I believe. Uh, yeah, prior to our inception. Actually, no, we gave it to Breath of the Wild. Never mind. Oh, yeah, that came out against Breath of the Wild. Yeah. That's a real shame sorry. for them. Yeah. Uh, We're sorry, Respawn. Yeah. But Titanfall 2 is a great game. Yes, you should play Titanfall 2. And it is a really fantastic it's video really, game. And it's really cheap. It is it's like 450 right yeah, now. Yeah, and that's that game is worth the $60 buy-in for the single-player multiplayer. For the, just for the single-player campaign. And it also has fantastic multiplayer. Yeah. And the people who made it used those multiplayer chops to put out a game this week. Surprise launched. Apex Legends, which is the worst title for anything. Agreed. And they seem ashamed of it, too, because even within the game, it will say things like, play Apex. And I get the sense that somebody at EA was like, Apex is too generic. Not wrong. It begins with an A, and there's another big A game coming out that's also two syllables. And that from we don't, EA. Yeah, and from EA. We can't can't draw attention away from that. What I'm saying is this is the but yeah, so Apex Legends is a battle royale game that came out this week, and this is our news fact for the week, but it's also <laughs> the game for the week because I have been playing this game obsessively. It's a really good game. I have been playing it just a little bit less than obsessively. I Every night I'm like, I'll play this for half an hour, and then I play it until midnight. We have also, a first for us, have been playing together. We have. Which like, is sort of strange. Which, with um with our with like voice chat, essentially voice chat, by which I mean we just call each other on the phone. But it serves the the purpose of a voice chat because we can we'll play on the same team. Yeah. Um, so actually, you want to do that tonight? Uh, maybe. All right. Cool. All right. All right. Um. Uh, so, uh, what is this game? It's a battle royale game. It's a battle royale game. Sixty but it's, people drop on an island. But it's also a heroes game. It's also in, a heroes game in the and vein of Overwatch. It's like forced teamwork. Yes. Uh, so you're on a team of three. You drop onto an island with 20 other teams of three, and the last team standing wins. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it is like Overwatch because the characters all have abilities. Yeah. And it's like Overwatch insofar as that it's forced teamwork. Yeah, good call. Um, but unlike Overwatch, it gives you really handy systems for engaging with other people without actually having to talk to them directly. And we have talked previously about how people who play games online are assholes. Yeah. And are just the worst. And whenever you have voice chat on, inevitably you leave the experience feeling bad. Yeah. And this game solves that problem. And it does it in a way that seems so stupidly obvious. Like, the idea that this has not existed in a video game before... To our knowledge... Well, certainly not to this depth, because everybody's talking about it in the same way. Okay. It is an interesting thing where I wonder if it will very quickly be stolen by every other online game. Um, but they have a system called the Ping system, uh, which is mapped to R1, right? Mm -hmm. And basically, or right bumper, whichever yeah, you prefer. on your controller of choice. Um, but you can press that button when you're looking at basically anything in the game. That includes items in the menus. That includes... Uh, like the map. And when you do it, contextually, based on what you're looking at, it will talk to your teammates for you. So if you're looking at an item on the ground and you click it, your character will yell out that they see the specific item and it will tag it on your friend's, on your teammate's map. 
Uh, if they then look at that thing that you tagged and they press the button, they can call dibs on that item. And after they pick it up, they can also thank you for it. Yes. And they can also using, if you hold that button down, you have additional contextual things yeah. that allow you to say things like the enemy was here already Yeah, or something like that. Uh, so you can communicate in a very deep way and in all of the ways that you would need to, to collaborate in a video game um, by telling each other where to go telling people what you observe about the environment, telling them what you need. Yeah. If, uh, if you, and if you want to play and actually talk to someone like Bob and I do, we talk to each other while we play. You can easily do that as well by simply calling up somebody, you know, and com talking with them. And there is voice chat in the game, right? And, and there I, is, I haven't used it yet. So what's funny about it is that whenever somebody in my squad has voice chat, I feel like they're going to be a bad player because they're not going to use pings because mm. they think that they can talk. What they don't know is that I have turned off voice chat uh, because there is a setting to make it convert all the voice chat to text. Like that it will try and convert it. It's very bad at doing that. Where does it, where does it appear? On the, the left side of the screen. It just pops up as text, but it does not do a good job. Mm -hmm. But so sometimes, you know, I'd load in and I would see that it was popping up all this text it's popping up total gibberish where it just says like swamp frog. You're like, I don't know what that blueberry means. Blueberry evening. Like legitimately exactly like that. Yeah. Um, Tiny dinosaur. Egg freckles. So you <laughs> like fire that thing up uh, and I go, okay, I'm going to like turn on the actual chat. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've been running around and pinging stuff. I turn on the actual chat and it's just the guy going, <laughs> bitch, stop pinging things. I'm going to pimp slap you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> like immediately, I was just like, "Oh yeah, this is why I hate this." Um, so I kind of wish there was no voice chat. Mitch clap too. Stop, <laughs> stop binging things. Truly, stop wingdings. Well, the other thing is that it then tries to translate whatever ambient sounds yeah. it is hearing in their apartment, right? So, so it's like their mom yelling at their them. mom watching like Criminal Minds in the other room <laughs> yes. is being picked up, or like they have their TV cranked up too loud, so it's trying to transcribe what it is hearing from the game oh i want to know the onomatopoeia of like the gunshots that it picks up it's bad it, it doesn't work quite right but it's a good attempt at accessibility and it also yeah. allows me to turn off the voice chat cleanly which is nice um yeah. so you can work as a team in this game and play together and that is incredible like it is in and of itself like genuinely this game's hook right compared to other games of this genre where you're kind of jumping next to each other to try and indicate stuff mm -hmm. uh, when you're playing on teams. And also the idea that they force you to be a team. They very heavily encourage your team to jump together by assigning one person to control the jump, though you can break off. By jump, you mean when you when you launch out of the overhead plane bus thing. Yeah, that, when you drop out of the ship that, at the beginning of the game. Yeah, that all Battle Royale games now require. Right. And this is just a Battle Royale game. Yes. Like, there's, make no mistake, like, they went and made one of those games. If you have played PUBG, if you have played Fortnite, it's Fortnite without the building, it's PUBG without the military seriousness. Yeah. Uh, but it's awesome. You like this more than PUBG. Oh, I, this is easily, I think, the best Battle Royale game I've ever played. And I think it feels like a legitimate evolution of a lot of those ideas. I agree that it's definitely an evolution. And, Fortnite to me, Fortnite has that kind of like happy accident quality where 
they had all the tools they needed to make Fortnite a battle royale game, so they did, mm-hmm. right? And then there was building in it, and it was like, okay, that's cool. And oh, look, people can use the building in weird ways where it's like you shoot at somebody, and then all of a sudden they're in a house, <laughs> yeah, because uh, they're really good at building things. And so that was sort of a hook for it, but I never enjoyed doing that. Like that wasn't fun to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, key to Fortnite is also though that it was free. Yes, and this game is free. Yeah, that's a very important thing about this game is that it is free. And it feels good. There is, if you are listening to this and you own a console or a computer that can run this game, there's definitely no reason not to play it. You should play this game. And I can basically guarantee that your first few matches, you will be blindsided by how occasionally punishing it can be because the time to kill is longer than it would be in something like Call of Duty or Titanfall. Yeah. But much shorter... It feels like, I don't know if it's shorter than other Battle Royale games, but it... It depends, like every Battle Royale game, it depends on where you land. Yes. If you land far away, it's shorter still than PUBG, um, if you go out of your way not to engage. Yeah. But I've had some very long matches. My longest matches tend to be, though, when I've had to play by myself, when people have dropped out on me, which is unfortunate. That sort of thing happens quite a bit still. I only experience that occasionally. Last night, I came in second. I got randomly matched i didn't have a team (laughs) so it got to the character select because the way it begins is you get to pick from the group of characters like there's a roster of eight right Mm -hmm. and six of them are available when you download the game for free you can buy the other ones or earn them whatever um your team is constructed of three of those characters and if one person on your team picks them in the random order that you're allowed to pick your player characters uh you cannot pick a character if somebody else picks them yeah so uh, I got to that character select screen and it was just me. <laughs> I was like, oh. This is not how this is meant to play. Uh, right. Yeah. So then I picked my dude and I came in second in that match. How did how did that match play out for you? I dropped as far away as possible and then I played it like you play PUBG where, and I was a character because everybody's got heroic abilities. <laughs> I was a character who can see through walls and see enemy footsteps. Oh. Uh, so you used that to... I to avoid. Yes. So what I did is I just moved up to the inner edge of every circle as the circle closed on the island because yeah. this is a battle royale game and a circle closes on the island, forcing you to engage other people. Uh, I just kept running forward, checking the surroundings, running forward, moving into increasingly small circles, and watching as the corner counter ticked down with the number of teams. And then it was the last circle, and I was like, "There are two teams, and I am one of those teams." <laughs> <laughs> um, the team of one. The trickiest thing about it, though, is that this game has provisions in place. It's very keen on having you revive your teammates. And even if your teammate, like, there is a mechanic where you don't immediately get killed by somebody shooting you. Mm-hmm. You go down and you can crawl and you're Similar to PUBG. Out. Yeah. And you can be revived. Let's say that you get, f- that they, your teammate fails to revive you, though. Um, they can still pick up what's known as your banner and then bring you to a respawn point and respawn you. Uh, and I've had that happen. People do that for me all the time because I'm bad and I die. Uh, and I've done it for people. Like It's a good... It's a satisfying mechanic, yeah. Well, I and feel what good. It, you feel good. It feels as good to respawn someone as it does to get a kill. Yeah, and I'm amazed by how many people use it. But mm-hmm. what it really means is that by the end of the match, it's very unlikely that the, both the teams aren't all alive. Like, mm-hmm. in most cases, if everybody's doing things, like, kind of competently, 
it's unlikely that one of the teams is just one person, right? You can't, you almost can't whittle a team down all the way. It's difficult because they can always bring back their fallen players. Yeah, the, the fallen players come back with nothing. So if you're in the very late stages, you yeah. can also have the circles. You can only use those revive beacons once. And if one is used, then by any team, then it goes then it goes dark mm. officially. And so you can. I've been in situations where um, the circle has gotten tight enough, and not the final circle, but the circle has gotten tight enough that there's no revive areas anywhere around. That's a good point. And uh, I even when I dropped once, I dropped like right when we were in the, one of the final circles after being revived and had nothing, and had I had a shotgun with two with two bullets in it, and that's actually the time that that I ended up winning <laughs> was because I was with one other dude and he went down and the other team only had one. So it was like two on two on one. Yeah. And my buddy went down. So uh, yeah, I agree. I agree that that's, that's kind of sometimes an issue. I don't think I it's an say. issue. I, I just think it's kind of an interesting element of it because what it meant is that I had been hiding the whole time. I'd never engaged anyone. I didn't even see anybody. Mm-hmm. I got to this final circle and I was like crammed up in a little ledge on a mountain yeah and i had a sniper rifle and i was like if there's just one dude he's gonna come around and he can't see me he, he has no idea uh and what instead happened is i saw the first of the guys and i pull the trigger i get the headshot and then immediately two other dudes just pop out and i'm just gunned down in this yeah. hail of bullets right because three on one you are always gonna lose i i actually think that that's kind of an issue and the reason why Why? i think it's an issue is because not because it's three on one so much is that it's three people probably all with purple armor and in PUBG, you can have armor but it's only gonna like take a shot for you one shot at the most or two really well placed shots in this game if you have regular armor and the other person has purple armor no matter how good you are at shooting you are at a serious disadvantage because it is very difficult. It's just I think that my issue is that there, people are a little spongy. I think that the game is in general makes players a little spongy when they have lots of good armor. So when I started playing this game, one of my complaints was that I felt like I went down very fast. Yeah. But I, I also like felt I like I was fast. incapable of killing anyone, which is a really interesting dichotomy, right? Because it's yeah. like, man, I'm shooting these people and I don't kill them, but they always kill me so quick. And to me, that the indication is less that everybody's too spongy and more that I am not shooting them in their fleshy heads. <laughs> uh, because you can kill people relatively quickly. You just have to shoot them in the head. And separately, I realized that I was... It feels like Call of Duty, right? It feels like Titanfall 2. Yeah. And I was trying to... It feels like real Call of Duty. Yes, it is the true Call of Duty. So I was trying to play it like that. Mm -hmm. I've started to play it a little bit less like that. Like a little bit more uh, cautiously. Mm. And I find that I'm in a lot more situations where I'm able to back off of conflicts and heal. And I feel spongier. But it actually contributes to my enjoyment of the game because mm. I feel like I don't go down super quick. And I feel like you go down super quick if you get out there and you're like, I'm just going to gun through these dudes and they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> they'll beat you. As much as I think as much as much I think that this game is, is the proper evolution from PUBG mm-hmm. that Fortnite not, doesn't, isn't necessarily, mm-hmm. and as much as I think that this game feels much better than PUBG in a lot of ways, I prefer PUBG. And I think that's also reflected in the way that I played PUBG, which was a lot more than I play this. Do when you it first think came out. Uh, that it is possible that if they introduced a 
one player mode in this that was not team based. Because when I was just that individual, yeah. By the end of that game, my heart was just pounding. Right, like it was yeah. just as intense as anything I get in PUBG, and it made sense to me. I realized that the way that the game feels, like the entire flow of the match, is very determined by the fact that they encourage you to be on these teams. Because if you're an individual, it is not hard to stay alive. If your if your lone goal is just to live, yes. Yeah. As an individual player, you can live every time, right? Like you could just drop separately from your team and stay alive. But then you're a dick. Well, beyond that, then the other team has three people and you're dead. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. If it there were a one on one, I would probably like it a lot more. I would still like it if they dropped the sponginess hmm. for the one on one combat. I think that it would be much more satisfying if if like two shots from a sniper rifle could take somebody down. Hmm. Yeah. I I want a mode, having my experience last night, where you get to select. Ind- everybody independently says like I want to be a solo player, or I want to be on a team, uh, of two or three, and then everybody gets matched with people who want to play on a team of the size that they have chosen, and then everybody drops on the same island, <laughs> and I want there to be like XP bonuses if you play solo because. But the XP doesn't make you more effective. No, but you get other stuff, so it's like, whatever. It's fun. Okay. I don't want you to be more effective. I want the effectiveness to be your hubris and or skill. I see. And so I want it to be something where it's like, you have chosen to play as a solo player. You are way. It's way easier for you to hide. You're not going to make mistakes where you get overextended because you're following some other idiot. Um, but if you try and engage a group of three, you will die. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I want. I want to see what happens if we allow it to play like that. Yeah, no, I would be curious too. And I am very curious to know what they will do to expand this game. Add more characters because there's of the classes, there's only one tracker class, for instance. Hmm. There is, but like I don't know what other abilities you'd give a tracker. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, we're not yeah. game designers. No, we're not. <laughs> we just play D and D. Um. Do you have anything else to say about it? I don't. I just. I like it. I like it a lot. There's the fact that it doesn't cost anything to play is I hope working to its benefit because I would like They got ten million players. That's good. <laughs> I would ten like million re- unique players is pretty intense. I would like respawn to continue making games. So it is important uh, to I me. Think they and, will. And I mean, as much as I like this, I would like respawn to keep making single player games. I'm totally with you. I just uh I'm glad that this game exists because I feel like this is what Respawn needed to gain some sort of cachet with the broader market that was not being provided by Titanfall. Agreed. And it is a funny lesson because when Titanfall came out, it came out against Call of Duty and Battlefield, like the week between the two of them. Yeah. And everybody was like, you should have launched that in early February. (laughs) And here they are and they just showed up and they launched this game in early February. It's a total drought and they're the only thing that matters and they're they're cleaning up they're drinking it up they're the only thing that matters yeah and also they launched with a game that's really polished really solid it is so polished that's a huge part it's of it crazy. Is that the game is crazy polished sometimes we have had both had some pretty bad server errors there are server but, issues but that yeah. feels just like ea needs to pay more to pay, aws yeah. or whoever they're you know yeah. what i mean like they just need to get money at that the game itself feels better than most modern shooters could dream of feeling. And it just feels better than, I think, either Fortnite or PUBG ever felt. PUBG has its very own feel, I would say. But yeah, I agree that it does feel better than PUBG. PUBG is busted. PUBG is less busted than it used to be. (laughs) 
I will put but it like, that way. PUBG I don't think is... that PUBG is. I don't think that PUBG is less. Uh, wait a minute. Right now, PUBG is still more busted than this, and they have had <laughs> forever. Your language implies. I would say that PUBG is not currently busted. I would say <laughs> that it is. It does not feel as good as Apex Legends, but. Is it Apex Legends or Legend? It's Legend, because the characters are all oh, Legends. Legends. Okay. In any <laughs> case, I still, like, it, this really comes down to the fact that my big issue with the game and the reason why I prefer single-player games, usually generally to multiplayer games, is I don't like sponginess. And the game still feels a little bit too spongy to me. And I would, I think, Titanfall 2, nothing feels spongy. You hit something in the head once, it's down. You gotta use this gun called the Wingman, dude. The Wingman? It's this pistol, and it takes heavy ammo, and it just demolishes I saw people. somebody take out 18, <laughs> 18 players. I was just, like, spectating, and I watched, like, a teammate take out 18 players over the course of a match. Like, what is 18 divided by 3? 6? He took out... Th- like six squads, <laughs> yeah, whole teams, six whole teams. Well, that was I. I was playing with. This is a, another instance of me seeing that somebody was talking a lot. I turned on the voice chat, and they were actually really cool, right? They were like obviously maybe twelve, <laughs> yeah, but they were cool, very cool, <laughs> yeah, super cool. The dude. only the only cool twelve year old that's ever existed, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, you just want to be like him when you grow up. I hope so, man. Uh, except for so me and the other dude on our team. Uh, like, we just got cornered and we got gunned down, right? Yeah. And he had been, this kid, and immediately when the game started, he dropped and he got a wingman. And he was just like, I got the wingman. Oh, I love the wingman. The wingman's so good, man. And we were all like, okay, whatever. And then we both go down and he slides down a hill with this gun and kills four people. Just single-handed, just like pop, 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 pop. And then he goes, yeah, that's why I'm the god. (laughs) And I was like, I should use this gun. Have Um, you started using it since then? Oh, yeah, it's like all I use now. Also, then he, uh, the ring had closed and my corpse was outside the ring. And he was hilariously apologetic that he could not recover (laughs) me. He was just like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry, man. Other teammate, I'm so sorry. I would get you. I feel really bad about that. <laughs> and I was just like, I want to know everything did you about this child. Did <laughs> like, you spectate the rest of the no, match from his point I, of view? I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't bear to watch him go down. Yeah, understand. And I know he would, child. even if he was pretty good. A child prodigy, but a child still. Uh, the god. <laughs> <laughs> a child god. His name was also Chicken Nugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry if I'm blowing up your spot, Chicken Nugs, but it was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, uh, so uh, you should use that wingman gun because it will bring people down you'll be shocked by it I will like, I will use it I once you start using it you're like oh this is how people are killing me so fast yeah at, at range yeah because it's a pistol so you don't it's like the Halo 1 pistol it is exactly like the Halo 1 pistol yeah like it feels that's it, what I've been looking for yes that is this gun and because you, you can also put scopes on it just like yeah. the Halo 1 pistol yeah so you can put like a, a 2x scope on it and then you're at range just popping people with this handgun perfect yeah it's great i was just reminded again of how weird it is whenever we talk about games with guns yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just ignore that well we'll do a buyback program for the guns <laughs> apex legends apex buyback legends. program a lot of good guns in this game though they're all from titanfall 2 i don't know that they 
all are. That's what I heard on the. Certainly, many the of them fly. are. I don't really remember uh, enough of the guns, like the flat line and the hemlock. I remember. I yeah. really like the hemlock uh, in Titanfall. It's a mm-hmm. burst rifle. It's really good. But the SMGs are from Titanfall and are as bad as they were in that game. <laughs> SMGs are just always bad. They're always bad. Yeah, like it's the too club. Middle, man. Ugh, forgot about the club. Dude, Dual the, clubs. The club is the most like. Somehow the club set the arc of SMGs in every video game ever, and I guess maybe that's like what real SMGs are like. In which case, why is anyone using that type of gun? Do you remember the RCP ninety though? Oh, vividly. That was that was an SMG, wasn't it? I don't really know what qualifies. I think that was an SMG. That was a a submachine gun. That was a hell of a thing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That yeah. was cool. That had a good reload animation, right? Where I had that like long clip on it. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that was Goldeneye, so the reload animation was just that it dipped below the screen. Yes, that was all. Up. But like, I think that it might have... I don't know. The World Is Not Enough had the real impressive reload animations. Does it? It did for pistols. Uh, I know that... I know that uh, not in the Perfect Dark had probably. one. Like, Perfect Dark had legit mm. reloads, which was like, oh, man. Uh, There's an alien in this game and the reload animations. <laughs> Sick. Oh, it's so cool. It runs at 15 frames a second. Nice. <laughs> like, God, those games are bad. I can blink more often and not miss anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, go play Perfect Dark on the N64 right now. Whoa. It's like putting a paint stirrer into yogurt and using that to control something. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, yeah apex legends yeah you should play apex legends because it's inevitable that you can if you're the sort of person who likes video games um it's really great yeah dear reader check it out yeah um who's your favorite character right now oh i always play as um bangladore bangladore yeah is that it bangalore bangalore yeah yeah she's cool yeah she's my preference um or i'll play as lifeline sometimes just to be helpful but i always forget about that ability, about the her her special to drop, not the drop, no the uh, the little medic okay medic robot. I I used to play as like the tracker guy yeah. all the time, and now I play as Lifeline almost exclusively. So you can be helpful. Uh, mainly because like I know that I am not good at shooting things. I'm like yeah. trying to become better, but what that really means is I just hang back, and so it's actually very useful for me to just sort of hang back and heal people, and then walk out with a wingman and pop people in the face. That's a good point. Uh, so. She's really cool. I dig it. Good game. Yeah. Readers, uh, write in. Let us know who you like to play in. Uh, Truly. Because in Apex Legends. When this game started, it was interesting because the first weekend or first two days or whatever, everybody was playing as the big dude Gibraltar. Who's like uh, a, a like tank. Yeah, big tank. Shield man. Shield. Yeah, shield and tank. And he was on every team. And now all of the teams are Lifeline, Bangalore, uh, Raven, or Whatever the Wraith or whatever her name is. Yeah, the the one who can create interdimensional portals. Yes, and the portal ability is crazy. It feels... The one where she can disappear and run away always kind of throws me off. That one's cool. It feels but the, like that could be nerfed a bit. The one where she can create the portal to a different place yeah. is awesome for you. If, you like, if she makes it, yeah. and then she pops back, and then you can pop forward shoot people and then jump back like a hundred yards yeah. it's ridiculous yeah uh, you have to know how to use it and it takes a part of my brain that i've not accessed quite yet yeah it's pretty cool yeah good game uh so what's happening in the future on this show matt because i, I hear you have a favorite thing and i'm about to experience it yeah i have a favorite thing my favorite thing of 
quite in quite a while that we talked a little bit about in the show is a game called Divinity Original Sin 2 made by Larian Studios. Yeah, they have a bad logo. It's good until that weird little thing pops in. And that is part of the logo. Yeah. Um, but for people with a bad logo, they've got an excellent studio, and they have made <laughs> one of the best games I have ever played in my entire life. Um, I would give this game a 10 out of 10 if it weren't for the fact that I have to give it zero stars. Yes, as is mandated by our bylaws. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it finally came out on Mac. So now you are going to play it as intended with a mouse and keyboard. Yes, as the Lord intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as was writ. Um, as is also dictated by our bylaws. <laughs> it's a really, really excellent game. And I would encourage anybody, we've already told you guys to play Apex Legends, but I would also encourage anybody who wants to play alongside us as we both, as Bob um, goes on this adventure and I go on this adventure for a second time, to play along with us. Yeah, and I, I don't know how much we want to play, but this is going to be not unlike our journey into Dark Souls, mm-hmm. for those that remember that. Um, I think we played that for like two hours a week. Mm, it was a little bit more than that. Three hours a week, four yeah. hours? I think it was like four. Three or four. But, um, I mean, this game is going to have us going in wildly different directions all the time, unlike Dark Souls. This is a, it's a, it's a CRPG. It's um, in the vein of Baldur's Gate. So it's very D and D influenced in many ways. Matt has a new obsession. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this game has been described as like D and D if you don't have any friends. And now is, you have some friends, and but I can still play D and play a D and D style game whenever I want. It's an incredible, incredibly. There's so much depth in this game. Yeah, that's everything. There's so I've much going on. It. There's just and it's so fun, and it's just like it has a a perfect sense of humor. Like it has a very good sense of humor. Um, and the storyline is rich and fascinating and the characters are really well written. Some of the characters were, some of the character storylines were written by the guy who wrote, uh, Torment. Oh, really? Yeah. Planescape. Planescape Torment. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool. Like it's, there's like a lot of really good writers on the, on the team who put this game together and the voice acting is really good. Um, but the combat is just phenomenal. And will you be playing this game phenomenal on an unnecessarily difficult mode? I hope not. I might, but that'll just slow me down. So it'll allow you to catch up. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, you pivoted very cleanly (laughs) into that burn. (laughs) I just, I like it. I like it on that mode because it, it ups the ante of every single encounter in a way that I find really satisfying. Like the danger, danger is palpable. Danger close. Danger close. Uh, so yeah, if anybody wants to play along at home, um, please do, and then you can write in and tell us about your experiences. It's on Mac, it's on PC, it's uh, on... Siri thought that I said Siri when all I said was PC. It's on Siri. That's the third time that's happened today, and I'm starting to get worried. That is a little concerning. Also, if Siri starts answering to PC, what is Ooh. Apple to do? Oh, God. <laughs> Siri has an identity crisis. I like the idea that the idea that Siri is like on a BBS in the 90s or something, and is like really into the PC versus <laughs> Mac. Uh, Siri self-identifies as a PC. Yes, exactly. It's also on PS4 and Xbox One. What? Okay, here's a question for you, Matt. Yeah. How is it the original sin if this is the sequel? Because it's still tracking the same original sin that occurred. That is a terrible title. It's a bad title. I don't know if it's worse than Apex Legends, but it's definitely in the running. Yeah, I mean, but as we have learned, titles have very little bearing on the quality of a game. Yeah. 
Also, I, I, just as a quick side note. Yes. There's no reason for the Apex Legends game to be, like, quote-unquote, set in the Titanfall universe, which is something that they said. Is it set in the Titanfall yes, universe? Yes, it is, like, 40... Like, there's some dumb, like, oddly specific thing where it's like, it's 60 years after the events of Titanfall 2. Oh, I didn't realize but that. But, like, other than the fact that they are reusing assets and guns and stuff, it's like a Majora's Mask-y kind of, like... Oh, the yes. thing where you used to cash in your points is now the respawn spot. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. Um, but I, it's a very odd thing for them to even mention Titanfall related to it because all it does is create people on the internet who go, "But you can't wall run in it." And like, admittedly, I love wall running, but like, you can why? Slide, though. Yeah, the slide's good. But why even bring it up? I, I don't really get it. It's very strange. I don't know either. I think that probably at some point it had a Titanfall-related title. And then that was that was viewed, viewed as pure poison by EA, maybe. Who yeah, knows? maybe. Maybe like two days before yeah. it came out, they were like, you have to think of a new title. And they're like, what is it? It's like the best game. Like the Apex. And then EA was like, if we call it Apex, it will sit at the top of everyone's list of games. That's true. You search for something with A, and it's going to be right up Boom. there. Boom. Um, but uh, right below Anthem still. I was just, just going to say, yeah. Anthem still gets to sit above it. Anyway, pass me back the ball, because I have one last thing to say on Divinity. Okay. I have the sphere. Um, <laughs> I have the apple, and I will take the bite. <laughs> Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, one last thing. If you do have any desire to play, and Bob, I'm including you, I have one piece of advice, one single piece of advice that I ask you to take. Okay. When you are picking your perks in the early game, okay. pick the Pet Pal perk. Pet Pal perk? Pet Pal the perk. The PPP. The PPP. Pick Pet Pal. Okay. Do it. It is... Well, have you used the other ones? I've used a bunch of them. Your each character, you can play as all the characters that you get oh. that you party with. So you can like move from one to the other. But the pet pal perk, make sure someone has it, and I recommend your main main guy has it. Okay. It is a key part of this game, and it is a joy. Hmm. It is a real joy. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Well, on that incredibly tantalizing note. Yeah. Uh, this has been the Zero Stars podcast. Hi. <laughs> Hello.